Welcome to the podcast. This is amazing Miss Corella. She's a fashion designer, mother, and an all-round amazing person, super inspirational. So this podcast was filmed uh, in the middle of nowhere, uh, up the, the um, South Downs, in a beautiful countryside, so you can hear the wind and the rustling of the trees in the background. It was uh, on the location of our photo shoot for issue five of Hey Girl magazine. Hope you enjoy it. Something inside me has changed after all of these years. So my name is Yolande. A lot of people know me as Yolanda or Miss Corella on Instagram. I am the founder and creator of Corella Creation, which is a brand um, inspired by African print, using African print as well. Um, mostly made in Africa by some of my family members and myself. I design and make a lot of them as well. Um, it's based around jewelry, um, clothing that mixes a little bit of African tradition and culture, fused with a little bit of modern um, Euro, kind of European Eurocentric feel. Um, it's not really got that much of um, kind of like an identity restriction it really allows you to express yourself, bring anything that you want to it, um, wear it however you please. Um, some of these necklaces have been worn as headpieces as well. Um, it's, um, it's something that I created because of my adventure in the world and all the influences that I've had. I could be in the middle of nowhere, that's how it feels. Um, I'm in the middle of uh, the countryside <laughs> in East Sussex. And um, I'm by the meditation tree, which is just breathtaking. It's a great view. You can really feel all the elements here. You can feel the air. I can smell the air. I can smell nature. The colours are so vibrant. I feel really earthed and grounded here. Can you uh, tell us why you set up the Corella Creation? The reason is actually pretty clear and simple. It's one of the most honest thing I've decided to do, I would say, because I've been playing around making things and being a little entrepreneur and living true to our stereotypical um, reputation as a Senegalese woman that we, we hustle and we, we find ways to, to create income through creativity anywhere we go in the world. Um, we seem to be very good sellers, apparently. So um, other, other than that part and honoring that part of myself, it's been um, a decision that I took when my father was on his way to passing, actually. Little did I know he was just very sick, but I, I didn't think that it would um, kind of conclude in him passing on. And um, I just remember these words that he used to say, which is, um, don't wait for tomorrow to do something that you can do today. And I felt like I had waited my entire life. All of a sudden, um, it became very apparent that time is not something that we're entitled to, it's borrowed. Um, it seems to go, and I don't know, it just seems to go whenever it, it wants to. So I felt like if there was no better time for me to honor that passion that I've had from being a six-year-old girl that used to sit at the tailors waiting for scraps, making them and then selling them to my friends for their pocket money. So um, that's why I actually did it. It's literally because of my father's words and my um, realization in, in 
in life and how we must be grateful for every moment that we do get and we should first of all do us before anything else. So before going to the office and playing receptionist, I decided to do Yolanda and that ended up in Corella Creation, which is my father's last name actually. I'd like to say the future's bright, which um, no pun intended because colour is, is my main focus with this brand. Um, although the prints do mean a lot, the colour is essentially what um, makes it such a bright thing and I hope that that brightness carries on straight into the future, um, bringing loads of success and joy and expression um, of self more, more than anything. Um, but I think ideally if we're talking about um, business-wise, I would love to have a store, I would love to pop up somewhere around Brighton or other cities, be able to give people the experience to actually first-hand experience this clothing and see the vibrancy and the colours for themselves because I feel through a screen a lot is mistranslated and we do rely on screens a lot and we don't actually um, realise what it is to, to connect with something so the texture of these fabrics is something that I feel like everybody needs to experience firsthand. So a store would be great in Brighton, in the city that I've grown up in would be amazing um, of course but um, Otherwise, just more exposure for the brand, more people to come in um, of all races and backgrounds and not feel like, you know, there's any cultural appropriation to do with this because the whole point of this is to show that it's fusion, it's about um, inspiration, it's about legacy, it's about something that's always and forever going to be part of us, which is expression. Um, so I just want that to thrive more than anything. Um, and I want people to just get together, um, you know, amongst this, this madness and to, to use their creativity and their, their craft to bring each other, you know, closer and to bring, essentially walk each other home, really. Um, so the garms are made in my home, <laughs> in my little workshop, um, if you can call it that, and um, also in Senegal. I've got my cousins and my, my sister, they um, source fabrics and make sure that it's paid fairly. Um, some of my designs are also um, created by my cousin, who's an amazing tailor. So it's all made in Africa by Africans or myself here in Brighton, um, you know, by, by the brand owner. So it's, it's literally something that's straight from me. It's a piece of me. So we could say that it's made by me, but I uh, can't take credit for it or it is made by artisans in Senegal who I'm trying to include in the, in the, in the chain, basically. Africa must be part of the supply chain and um, its culture must be celebrated. Awesome. What does the word spirit mean to you? Oh, spirit takes me straight to ancestral. Um, I don't know why. Um, I'm actually even getting goosebumps and shivers right now as I'm saying that word. Um, but spirit, I think, represents who we are. To me, I feel like spirit um, is described as something that you can't see, an entity that you can't see, something that you, you feel. And that's exactly what it is to me. It's, 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 an, it's a feeling, being a spirit and being aware of your own spirit is being aware of your feelings and how you feel um, outside of just your shell, um, your human shell to say. So um, it's freedom, isn't it? Because if you think about it, if, if, it's, if it's a feeling, if it's an entity and energy, then it can't really be contained in that sense. So it represents freedom, which is something that we all ought to, to feel um, 
in our everyday lives because it enables us to really be true to ourselves and, and share the beauty of what it is to actually be a being on this earth, I feel. So I don't know if any of that makes sense, but that's what it is for me. Tell me what's been your craziest adventure. Oh, the craziest adventure, I would say, was probably leaving my home, which I still call home, Senegal, where I was raised up until the age of 13. That was one of the biggest adventure because I consciously, as a child, always had interest in, in other parts of this globe. And I set off to come to England and learn about the culture and join my mother as well, who was already living here for a couple of years. And from here, I then branched out to so many other places in the world that I have to say that coming to England first off that first step was my biggest adventure because it opened up so many doors for me to to reach places that I never would have imagined reaching um, but probably in to put it into concrete um, experience I would say that going to Southeast Asia was one of my biggest biggest adventures because I took my three-year-old son with me who was suffering from asthma at the time and he was very ill and I decided the island life was going to make him better and it was a bumpy ride but we had the most amazing time it was the most bonding time between mother and son and um, we ended up in Australia so by the time he came back it was eight flights in total so I definitely count that as a as an adventure definitely a crazy one what would you define as an adventure I would say adventure is learning, is exploring, for me, anyway. Um, it's not just going into the wild and having a walk. It's about taking things in. It's about um, experiencing things. That's what adventure is. And I feel so blessed like, to have experienced a lot of things in my life. So I feel like everything is an adventure. Even this <laughs> is an adventure because it is an experience that I've not had with yourself before. And um, yeah, that's what adventure represents to me. Learning, exploring, yes, and discovering. Here's a question for you. How many languages do you speak? Oh, there comes the question. Um, five. I speak five languages all to different levels and understanding. Um, but yes, five. Would you like to know which one they are? <laughs> Some words. Oh, goodness me. It's, um, English is always one of those languages that's like, not as easy to translate into something else uh, but hey girl would be um, let's say I'm gonna say it in Wolof yeah I'm probably gonna try and say Wolof we could say Janka Nangadev it's more like how are you hey but it's girl it's Janka which is girl Nangadev is how are you in Wolof um, but I'm trying to think of like other languages to say it in other than English, but it sounds so good in English. I think we will just leave it there. Um, Wolof is one of the most spoken languages in Senegal. Um, other than French being the national language, Wolof, you'll find that most um, tribes, although they have their own dialects, will speak Wolof. Um, the Wolof Empire goes way back in history about, um, you know, how Senegal became the door to Africa in colonial times. So there was the Jollof Empire. I don't know if you've ever heard of Jollof rice. It's all from the Wolof um, sort of region empire. Um, it's very factual. I won't go into it, but it's a language that's very strong and is often confused with um, an argumentative state when you hear it at its most passionate moment. So um, we could be having the, the best conversation, the most joyous conversation. And at that point, somebody might decide to hear a little bit of um, you know 
altercation or like a tone that might be less friendly than it actually is. So it's um, it's something that we're comfortable with because it's, it's what it is. Okay, so my Wolof is very sort of like Dakar Wolof, which is very sort of French. So you might hear a few French words, but um, so I can say, Salam alaikum, nangendef, mangitu du Yoland, Senegal la dekun, melegi Angleterre la deku, deknafi plus de 20 ans. So there's the French, <laughs> you can hear it. Um, what else can I say? I could say a lot of things. It's always hard to like be spontaneous, but I just said um, something along the sides. Like I used to live in Senegal, now I live here. But most of all, you kind of, the, the most common a greeting would be to say, um, welcome, peace, peace is welcome. Assalamu alaikum, nangendef. And you always ask, how are you? Like, how, how are things? Hope you're well. And then you proceed to, to saying anything else. And this goes for conversations, voice notes, anything. The greeting has to be solid of asking the person how they are and to welcome peace into into like that moment that you're choosing to communicate with them. So um, yeah, pretty deep language, but um, I'm surprised I still speak it after so long, um, not having very much of my community around here in Brighton, but I still love it. Uh, so here's a big question for you. How can we create unity? It's a huge question and I think if we all knew the answer, we, I would hope we wouldn't be here um, in, this, in, in the ways that we are here. But um, I think unity, the key to unity is realising our oneness, our connection to everything. And it's not just to each other as human beings, but to absolutely everything. Um, and it sounds really typical to say nature, but I mean absolutely everything, um, your thoughts, um, what you do, how you treat others, how you treat yourself, all of that is part of that oneness. And once you become aware of that, I think you grow a conscience that enables you to, to tap into that emp empathetic sort of drive and compass that we all have inside ourselves because most of the things we see that should not be tolerated, we know how we would feel if it was the other way around, if it was us that were being treated that way. So really, it should be the most natural state to action, kindness and compassion and to live by those rules, um, I would say universal rules that make it so easy to just get on. Um, it would just, I don't know, I think it would be much easier to not fight that natural side of ourselves and put up these barriers that end up causing segregation and therefore weakens us as, as, as beings on this planet and weakens everything around us. I mean, the fact that we're not unified um, or united is, is, is a clear reflection on even nature and the things that we're experiencing mentally every day. Our, our souls are kind of being tarnished by, by this way of living that's very unnatural. And I feel like it's about time that we try and get back to it by getting back to us and getting back to ourselves. I ask you uh, how you sort of feel about Hegel, how do you feel about the project, the magazine, what kind of like, what kind of vibe you're getting from it? During this whole time about Hegel because it's so inspiring and it's so um, along the lines of what I'm aiming to do, um, which is just create a world where everyone is included in the way that they choose to be included. And it's so nice to have like a magazine like Hey Girl, create a space where people can come express themselves limitless of you know who they are and what they wanna say or what their message is to the world or even to themselves. Um, 
it's something that's rare and I feel like a lot more people need to try and do that. I mean, I literally didn't even know the identity of the gender of the person I was speaking to until um, we scheduled this shoot, literally. So it just shows to say that it's not all about pushing genders and race and identity. It's about just creating a platform. It's about accepting and welcoming people um, no matter who they are. And it's beautiful to see. And I'm very honored to be a part of it. So I thank you for the opportunity and um, hope to do more with yourselves um, and hope that you thrive and become even bigger, even though that's not the aim, but in terms of bigger, in terms of um, your community growing and just essentially creating um, a family, which is um, or what we all aim to be in, isn't it? We all aim to kind of have a little family, whether it's just ourselves and our dog or like ourselves and ourselves. It's just essentially being um, that one again. So it's great. So thank you so much for having me. Hey Girl Magazine, it's been an absolute pleasure. Yolanda here from Corella Creation signing out. You can find me on my social media platform at, at Corella Creation or on my website, which is www.corellacreation.com. And I uh, hope to see you guys again. And thank you so much for having me.